Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of this Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. And with me this week, full house this week, I'm trying to think of the last time we had this crew together, my good friends, Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, Preptagon Jr., <laughs> Josh Prepagina. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Everywhere you look. Everywhere. Is that Family Matters? Or was that Full House? Oh, yeah, you're right. Full House. Yeah. You don't know that white shit. I don't. Uncle Jesse. (laughs) I do know Uncle Jesse. I'm a big John Stamos fan. But outside of that, uh, yeah, not interested in Full full House or Fuller House. Um, But... Before we get into anything, subscribe on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, I, once again, so I am three weeks into having started a new job. I am absolutely worn out trying to get to know new people, trying to get to learn new stuff, new hours. I'm uh, pretty fried. So I really didn't make any time to watch anything. I did see some stuff on social media throughout the weekend and the week. Uh, but probably, I guess we could all agree, the biggest thing coming into this week was full gear on Saturday. Uh, do you guys want to do a rating or not really because we haven't all seen it? I don't think it's a need for a rating. On my, if prep, I know Prep saw it the whole in, in its entirety, so if Prep wants to give a rating, then go ahead. Well, Prep, since you're the one who saw the entire show start to finish, why don't you give me your thoughts on full gear? I thought that it was a very good, I mean, you can't call it a first pay-per-view, but like since they've been on TV, first pay-per-view, I think they did very good. Uh, I don't think anything was bad. So for that, since nothing's bad, but nothing really knocked my socks off, I'm just going to go high high slobber knocker. Okay, so it was it was very good, but it was not like a high level show. Yes. Okay, and it was still better than probably the second or third best WWE show, though. Okay, so high level compared to what they're doing up in New York. Yeah. <laughs> and X- Jacksonville's, J- Jacksonville's thriving. <laughs> The New South, Jacksonville. Uh, Eck, how about you? I know you said you skimmed around through it. What, yeah, what I, I did wish, you see, and what what jumped out at you? So, uh, similar to my bestie, I got to see the marquee matches. I did get to skim around and see some highlights. I did watch, in its entirety, the kickoff because it was available on YouTube. I couldn't get the stream to go to my TV, and I didn't feel like sitting on my phone for hours. Um I really, uh, I'm kind of going to jump the gun because it's kind of got early in the week a lot of criticism. I really enjoyed the hardcore match, the lights out, Kenny Omega, John Moxley match. I, I like it because we know they w- w- um, really try to call Dean Ambrose this lunatic, and you can only do so much hardcore stuff in WWE. And we didn't really get a full taste of that. And we've gotten some good samples with his stuff in AEW. Uh, I mean, he's had the match with Joey Janela. He did get to do some hardcore stuff when he showed up at Double or Nothing, throwing Kenny Omega off the casino chips. But I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks this. Like, Kenny Omega being in a hardcore match, the first thing that runs through my mind is being the elite from 2018 when he has the match announced against Pentagon Jr. And he's like in the back and he spits out water. And he's like, isn't that the hardcore guy from TNA? <laughs> like he was, he was petrified of the idea of being in a hardcore match, a no rules match, an unsanctioned match. And uh, I, I thought they, they really went all out. Uh, I like that. It got a lot of time. Um, some, some people that I believe 
can give a valid opinion in the wrestling world. Said there was a little too much spotty stuff or stuff that wasn't necessarily thought out or didn't really have a purpose in the match. Um, in ways, I, I could even argue that they're contradicting themselves by saying that, but I do think they're, they did do a little too much, even for my liking. Um, I like that they told the story with like the whole thing of like the young bucks reluctantly, like wanting to bring that, uh, contraption out for them, but they did it anyway, because they're, they're listening to their friend. Like, you know, I, I may see better judgment by, you know, stuff that my friends <laughs> tell me to do, but they want me to do it, you know, you your boys back. So they're, they're, that's a real life story. And that's something that, um, especially the age demographic that AEW is going for, they should be able to take to. Um, Cody and Jericho, I thought was fine. Um, the, the heel turn is obviously something we're going to talk about. Um, and the tag match I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, so first things first, obviously everyone is very aware of my feelings on the hardcore match or the death match at this point. I'm not a fan of like barbed wire and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you prefer flames. Yeah. I, so when I started seeing highlights on Twitter, I was like, ah, did they have to do this? Heck, you probably just made about as good of a case for it as anyone can make. The idea that there was part of Kenny Omega's history of him not wanting to do something like this. So it shows you, one, how invested he was in trying to beat John Moxley, that he would go through something like this against him. And the other point you made about everyone kind of knowing like the history of John Moxley and Dean Ambrose being the lunatic, but always, I believe, wasn't it always like they called him like the PG Stone Cold Steve Austin? So yeah. you kind of got to see him more in that element than you've seen him before, which I think probably is good. I'm not personally interested in it. I don't think I'll ever go out of my way to watch it, but I see reasons why they they felt the need to do it. And then as far as Jericho and Cody... Uh, I'm happy that Jericho retained the title. I'm happy that MJF played a role in Cody now never being able to compete for the world championship. Uh, Alo and I discussed that last week. Uh, so I'm not going to obviously give like a judgment on the pay-per-view as a whole other than to say it seemed like the people who were paying attention to it on social media were into it. Uh, probably more into it and more energized about it than people are during a WWE show. Um, but Eck, as someone who has been, you know, one of the bigger supporters of AEW and the Elite and someone who has been more excited than most people I know about all of this, this far into it, I think we're, what, seven weeks into uh, Dynamite? Yes, like what are what where are your, what are your feelings right now on how they are presenting themselves and like how they've evolved over these seven weeks? Is this everything you hoped it would be? Has it fallen a little bit short? Is it pretty much exactly what you expected? Uh, I think if I try to take out like extreme fantasy booking and like wildest imaginations, I think they're right on par with what I expected. Or if anything, they're they're exceeding my expectations. Um, they have brought people into the company that I either have heard of or did not like. And they're made, they've made them within seven weeks relevant to me and people I'm interested in. Um, they brought in several people to the company I'd never heard of. There's somebody that showed up this week that I kind of recognized the face. I don't know where I've seen them, but uh, that's something that I'm sure prep will be able to chime in and give more info. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how, like, they're not, in ways, I feel like they're really not rushing a lot of stuff. Like, I, I'm kind of contradicting myself in a way. Like, they, they dive right into matches, and, like, I love that there's not necessarily, like, a GM role. But, like, the whole, like, you just say a match happens, and it's guaranteed. Like, uh, for example, this week, um, you get this segment where Private Party comes to the Young Bucks' aid, and then literally... Once, like, they cut away from that, it's like the Young Bucks are facing Ortiz and Santana next week. I just kind of, like, I wish they would kind of let that simmer and maybe announce it, like, at the end of the show or on social media. That's just really, like, a nitpicky thing. But besides that, I've been really pleased with how they're doing everything. Yeah. Uh, Alo, how about you? 
It's fu- about full gear? Both, yeah. Or, both, both things. Full gear and kind of my question about, like, where do you think they are compared to where you thought they'd be? Okay, well, f- as far as full gear, I'm going to be the complete opposite of Eric about the whole, the whole Kenny and Moxie match. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it was bad. It j- just wasn't for me. And I just thought it was entirely too long. It was nearly 40 minutes. and Was it that some, long? Now, yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. Because I, I yeah. With entrances, it was like 56 or something like that. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was entirely too long. A lot of it, before the Bucks brought out the the barbed wire bed or whatever, the platform with the barbed wire on it, I thought a lot of it just didn't really mean much. But, like Eric said about Kenny's history from being the elite, I didn't know that about how he was so terrified to be in a hardcore match against Pentagon Jr. I didn't know. So that adds to his that adds to the Kenny story, but not everybody knows that. But I thought after the Bucks brought out the barbed wire, I thought all that stuff kind of meant something because Kenny kind of went to a whole other level after that. After that, And a lot of people are complaining. Like it took wrestling four steps backwards, but it's not that deep. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. That's fine. Uh, Cody and Jericho, we talked about it last week. It's not going to be about the moves. Even though Cody is younger, it's not, he's not about the moves either. He's a storytelling guy. And we talked about MJF turning last week. And I thought it was perfect that the fact that MJF is the one who basically took away Cody's opportunity to by throwing the towel and to be the champion, never possibly never get another shot of the title is actually like a really good idea. And about this week, AEW um, on Dynamite, MJF and Jericho, fantastic. <laughs> Maybe the best, one of the best segments I've seen in, in all year. Fantastic. Uh, but as far as AEW as a whole, through the first seven weeks since they've been on television, I probably, it's hard to grade them. I, I, I'll just give them a B. Um, because every time, every week you're seeing something new. And I felt that this week after we had a pay-per-view stuff's starting to progress because the bucks there, that thing with Santana and Ortiz and the, and the whole elite with the inner circle, that's moving forward a bit. The MJF thing, that's, that's like another story that, that adds more layers to the inner circle story. It, Cause is he with the inner circle or not? Cause him and Jericho did hug it out at the end of that, their segment. So, and, um, the things with Rio, Rio and SCU, like like they're they're adding things to the television show, and they're actually building these characters. And seven weeks in, I could say they're doing a good job of building these characters. And then there's always new characters every week. It's just the fact that you have to make somebody care about these guys. Because how many times for the last, uh, even last week, the one that the person that challenged Rio for the women's title, she she pinned Rio in a tag match. So that actually adds something to her character. And you thought, okay, maybe she's a big deal. So they're doing a good job of actually building people that you don't know of and trying to make them a big deal and give them somewhat of a story in a back, in a back, um, in a background. Yeah, I, I agree. So what I saw of the MJF Jericho stuff, I mean, was excellent. And obviously I, it probably even goes without saying all four of us are huge fans of Jericho and huge fans of MJF, even before he ended up uh, on TV. Now, Prep, I guess I'll ask you, yes. since I didn't before, your your thoughts on where AEW is seven weeks in compared to where you expected them to be seven weeks in. I think they're right on track. Um, and maybe the better way for me to ask missed. it is, are you getting like what you wanted out of <laughs> AEW, like when they announced they were doing this? Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to see something different, and... I don't know if I'm seeing something entirely different. I'm just seeing what wrestling is just, like, better. Like, it just, the stuff makes sense to me now. Um, It is hard to, like, like that that Wardlow dude, like, nobody gave a damn. So they're going to have to, like, they only played, I think, one vignette during, like, All Out and maybe one time on TV for him. So I, I think that they might have missed the boat on trying to make him a big deal. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're right on track. Uh, Jericho, there's him and Cody were the perfect, like, first main event feud. And then, like, they kind of did Kenny versus Moxley to, like, just draw everybody else in. So, like... Cody and Kenny were, or um, Cody and Jericho were the ones that like were the headliners. But like, if anybody else was left over that didn't think they wanted to watch the show, they're like, "All right, we'll give you Moxley." <laughs> and, 
and uh, Kenny. All right, we'll throw this at you too. Uh, yeah, you want to see moves with the Z? Kenny <laughs> so, and then I guess I'll kind of paraphrase what you said, and you tell me if I'm saying this correctly. Basically, what I feel like you're saying is you're not watching a whole new way to present wrestling. You're watching wrestling presented by people who care about the way it's presented. Exactly. And just to let you know, slight nitpick with you. Mm-hmm. The, er, it, it wasn't really anybody's fault. But the week that you guys did the countdown was probably like my favorite week of TV that they did. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And I'm going to hear like maybe one or two points about it. But I liked everything on that show. Are you talking about Dynamite? Yeah, yeah. So give me, as long as we're on the subject... Give me one thing that we missed because I think the only thing we talked about was the Jericho vignette. I'm pretty sure we didn't talk in the Cody promo. Yes. So give me like one thing that would be worth revisiting for me. That was two weeks ago, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. There was like I think all the matches on that show delivered. So do you think maybe I should just go watch that episode? About this. (laughs) Say that again. Do you think I should maybe... I mean, I have all these still on my DVR, so do you think I should just go back and watch that episode? Just for for the sake of, like... see, Because you kind of have to still... You have to kind of tune in to know what's going on because it's so fresh. So... Oh, yeah. and they And they do, like, long-term booking, so say if you miss something, that... That shit might come up like next year. Yeah, I'm I'm over here rattling my brain trying to remember what was on that, but I think that that was the um, tag team championship main event week, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that match was good. I don't think that was something that was touched on. I could be wrong, but it, I think we, that was something Prep m- mentioned. Yeah, we talked about it for a second. We didn't really give it. We said the match was what good. What Prep's and, saying is he wanted more than a second. Oh yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> no, I was just I was just saying because it was. Um, it was like we didn't really get to talk about it, but I think it was like my fate. Like watching live, I was like, "Oh, this is really good." Like I haven't been satisfied like that watching TV or anything besides that SmackDown. But that SmackDown was like, you know, yeah. a dime a dozen or however you say it. Which SmackDown? The the first one on the, the one you didn't the one you didn't care about <laughs> the post no the, the NXT invasion oh. the gift from the gods and I'm not talking about the Saudi Arabian guys. <laughs> so that was the best episode of SmackDown since 01 <laughs> so all right we talked a pretty decent amount about AEW everyone seems to be like positive about it which I think is good it's like a nice change to to have something you talk about that you actually feel good about watching and you feel good about what they do and you have some level of faith in them like satisfying you as a viewer uh how do you guys have have you guys been keeping up with nxt um like i haven't even had like the the time like it the only reason i get to watch uh aew is because like say if i miss it live like hours later it's already on my on demand but like not having the network like i if i miss it i miss it unless i'm like if i feel like i need to see something then i'll like make time to find it somewhere but so just read spoilers and be okay (laughs) so it's funny like i never would go out of my way for the nxt spoilers but i was just so used to pre them being on USA Network, like live TV, like their TV shows I don't care about. Like I would care about like what's going on for takeovers. So the, not yesterday, but eight days ago, I watched and I did flip back and forth between AEW and NXT. When it was over, like Preps talking about like one o'clock, I think I skimmed through and watched AEW was something I could fast forward through. But NXT, it's like one of those things like, I feel like if I, like we talked about it weeks ago, like what what would be your two nights to care about wrestling? And like my, I'm just accustomed to caring about wrestling on Monday. So skipping on SmackDown is easy. So AEW, I care about, and I'm used to watching being the elite the night it comes out. 
NXT I'm not used to caring about and watching live. So I can skip that all day and it's no issue. So I'm long answer to say, no, I'm not really keeping up to date on it. Like, am I watching like what's happening? Because technically NXT is doing the most right now because they got war games they're building up to and they're building up to Survivor Series at the same time. Meanwhile, Raw and SmackDown are just building up to Survivor Series. Can I ask you a follow up? What did it feel like? Like flipping back and forth. Like, was it kind Two of things. fun to be I, able to, I think I to said flip it, back and forth? No, it felt dirty. <laughs> it felt unfaithful. You felt like it you was were like cheating, cheating on, on my the barber. Elite? <laughs> felt like the first time I let someone cut my hair besides my barber, it was rough. And Ayla, what about you for, a, for uh, NXT? Have you been paying attention to it at all outside of them showing up on Raw and SmackDown or not really? Not this week, but before, on what usually Wednesday, since it's on and on my cable, it's the next channel up. So I have AEW on yeah. 550, <laughs> then I have. Uh, so, that's I just, decent. so I just hit the, the, the up button on the channel. So commercial, I'll flip, I'll flip to whatever's on at the, at the time. But this week, I, I didn't pay attention to NXT. Is Wednesday the best night for wrestling now, though? There's no debate. I don't know. Tuesday's kind of up there. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's up there but i mean i think when you like it's up there but quality and quality is on wednesday yeah if you want quality shows just watch wednesdays definitely wait is yeah, there I mean, anything like you, on on tuesday if it, yeah if you want excellent television you can watch total divas on tuesday oh. <laughs> wait did i pick the wrong 605 day? live wwe backstage 605 oh, live oh that does come on tuesdays doesn't it that's all I'm going to watch now. Uh, and I bet none of y'all knew what the damn channel it was on until Mar- until uh, Phil Brooks came on it. It's well, been on FS1. On I've watched the first time. The, the, uh, what, what do they call it? I love Fox Sports 1. They used to play UFC back in the day. <laughs> not, a, not, a tra- not a trailer. What, what do they call it when it's like a sample episode? You mean like, like a, a pilot? A pilot, pilot. Yeah, their pilot episode. I watched it live. So, Prep, you mentioned... Obviously, Tuesday night, you mentioned the, the new WWE show that now CM Punk is on. Is that the biggest story? Does that Did that take the biggest story spot from Full Gear? No. Or is it not as big of a deal because he's not actually in the ring on, like, main roster programming? Exactly. That's Yeah, by, by fault. Does but anyone it's, think it's a we'll big see story for there? me. For God's sake. He said he's going to be there next week on backstage. What was that, Prep? I said it's a big deal for me because the logo's tattooed on my leg. <laughs> That's true. So obviously I have a stake in this. Do any of you think we will ever see him wrestle in WWE, or do you think this is the most he'll do? I think we'll have a match with Vince McMahon and kill him legitimately. <laughs> I, think I, might go, I think I might go to AC today when you guys are listening to this. And go see him. Might as well. Let's go back. We out. Scoot me. CFFC's <laughs> in, in AC tomorrow. CM Punk is the commentator. So other than him showing up, like this is something that will have you guys invested in watching this show. Like from here on. I mean, out. I'm definitely gonna watch it next week because he says I'll be here next week. I mean, it's <laughs> something like. And I stay up to two in the morning every week anyway. So what's the difference between tuning in or on TV from eleven to one? Right. Yo, and and that was the most fake reaction. It was terrible. <laughs> like, don't try to tell me you guys didn't know. You're not working me. There's a reason why Paige didn't play herself in fighting for my fa- fighting with my family. <laughs> <laughs> she was the worst, hands down. Uh huh. And the friend? best part was like the best. The, no, the best part was on the on the post show thing on. On WWE on Fox YouTube channel, CM Punk said, "You can stop lying now." To Renee, <laughs> yeah, I did see that actually a little bit earlier. So you guys did know, so it wasn't it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> no, Punk Just look at there. Booker's face, how terrible that was. I, uh, I couldn't couldn't tell who. It's funny the two guys with the NXT belts are the ones that held it up the best. <laughs> Yo. Oh, actually, here's the real thing. This is the last thing I got to say about backstage. So I don't want to get all uh, sensitive talking about punk. Prep, did you see Joe's hair? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I'm next. <laughs> Prep, if you don't, if you don't you know, pull Prep, up you know for Survivor Series with a braid, 
I'm I'm cutting your hair. Yo, me and Sadie are pulling up with braids. <laughs> Bro, my hair is longer than Sadie's. <laughs> have Listen, you, to- you haven't even seen her. I FaceTime her every day. <laughs> her hair is pretty long. Listeners, don't trust nobody with braids in 2019. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Six five probably got braids. Uh, I'm sure he does. Uh, but uh, the whole Six CM Punk thing. Said the N word more than Ayla. Mm. Oh my God! Oh, next. <laughs> but like the whole Punk thing, he'll be good for a few sound bites. That's about it. Like, like I haven't watched that show in entirety. Sometimes it's on at the gym. A lot of times, but I don't really pay much attention to it. And but. I might actually tune in and actually watch it. I, I do like the concept of it. Of like They brought in prep boy Ryan Satin, so they're actually treating it like a show. Like They have him breaking news. Big-time celebrity Ryan Satin. Yeah. How good <laughs> was that? Do you know who this is? <laughs> yeah, so like, I, I like the whole concept of them like having a, a, a dirt sheet reporter actually on the show breaking news. I, I do enjoy that aspect of it, so they're kind of embracing that. But I'm sure it'll get some traction. So, before we get into any main roster stuff, a little bit of ratings, a little bit of viewership numbers. SmackDown, with their taped UK show, actually, their ratings went up by, like, I think, God, what was it, 2.5 to 2.6, which, how often is that, that their taped show actually does better than a live show? It does not happen often. Raw, I believe, had their lowest viewership of the year. With 2.06 million. That's like SmackDown on USA numbers. Like, that would have been a, a fairly decent SmackDown on USA number. And then AEW was back pushing a million. They got 957,000 viewers. And I believe uh, NXT got 750,000 viewers. So I, I would like to admit that I was wrong. I thought AEW's numbers would go down again. And they went up significantly. Uh, so kudos to AEW for that bounce back. Uh, Prep, did you have something you wanted to add? Raw had more, Raw had more viewers in the first hour than it did last week, though. So people did care about the show to an extent, but got so bored that they turned the shit off. Yeah, and you know what? I can't say I blame them. It's like a microcosm of what happened to me in like 2017 into 2018 that I got so bored over the course of years that I was like, I just can't do it anymore. I I think last Thanksgiving was when I stopped watching full episodes. I'm pretty sure that was Well, you were mad because they they were like running their holiday shows live. I remember that. So, yeah, there was was, uh, the Saudi Arabia show. There Meanwhile, was. he's going to make us record at Thanksgiving. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh, we are not recording on Thanksgiving for sure. I'm teasing. Don't, Actually, don't, don't, play so, with, don't play with the viewers. So C.K. and Joe. They already know you're the, they already know you're the heel of the group. Just, <laughs> just let it ride. C.K. and Joe texted me uh, today asking what we were going to do about Thanksgiving week. And I told him, I don't know, we'll probably just record maybe on Tuesday or something that week. But... I said to you guys, if we were if he was if we were recording on Thanksgiving, if we were still doing video, I was absolutely going to try to get him to dress up as a pilgrim, which I think would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because if there's anyone I know who would do it, it would be him. That would dress up with the buckle shoes and the hat with the buckle on it. I would love to see it. Maybe one day we'll get CK and Joe dressed up as a pilgrim on a Thanksgiving edition of Matt Madness. Um but yeah, I, I have to give give uh, all the respect in the world to AEW for bouncing back towards a million. NXT obviously took a step back this week. I don't know if maybe people kind of were over the whole invasion. Do, do you guys think that they have played up this invasion storyline as well as they could have? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can fantasy book, you can fantasy book, I can dream, I can come up with other stuff. I think they've done a tremendous job. Uh, and I almost said this 15, 20 minutes ago, I love Bailey more and more every week. Oh, her tweet about if the, punk. If the children are listening, mute it. All I'm going to say is I love her more than I love any other woman. And this is actually the PG <laughs> version. I love her more than any other woman probably in the wrestling industry right now. There's some sick thing about her. I don't know what it is. Because <laughs> she's all grown up now. Yeah, yeah, heel Bailey, heel Bailey. I got time, baby. I got time. 
Prep, well, has Sandy recovered? I think so. Okay, she's I think over she's it. back on the bandwagon. Oh, she's in. She's definitely in. <laughs> well, we created Rebellious Baylor. That, uh, that troll, Shayna Baszler. What did she say? No, she hit her with the uh, she hit her with a chair on NXT yesterday. Oh yeah, I did see that. I thought you said she tried to troll Shayna Baszler. Um, oh no, it she sounded like that. With the picture of Punk and said thank you or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said you're welcome. You're welcome. Even better. So then, let me even better. I'm Modern curious, day Jericho. I'm curious about the answer to this then, because obviously we had speculated weeks before Bailey's turn about what a heel Bailey might look like, and we all kind of had our own theories and our own hopes and wishes. And we've all talked before about them kind of dropping the ball with Bailey. She wasn't really connecting on the main roster the way she did on NXT, and. I think even we talked a little bit about how much we liked her kind of being a heel, but not really admitting she's a heel, like saying she's not. But now she's fully embraced it. Since I haven't watched it, I really can't comment on this, so I'm really curious what you guys think. Do you think that she is connecting better as this version of Bailey than she did before? Like, has this been good for her? Is she doing well at conveying this new Bailey? Uh,. I'll take this first. I feel like it's kind of too hard, too too soon to tell. I want to say from, I, I want to say yes. I don't know how you can say yes because they're cheering her, and then pretty much her whole time on SmackDown, she wasn't getting a reaction. Her last six months, if not more, on Raw, she wasn't really getting a reaction, and they are popping for her, which is good to hear. Yeah. Hello, what do you think? There's there's no debate that this is way better. And it's actually getting over because the way Bailey was before, she was like that goody two shoes and she's doing everything completely the opposite way. And like a big part of this is like Sasha Banks, because at this point, Sasha Banks is like the proud mom because she's just like clapping and sharing Bailey on with this smile on every time Bailey walks out. And this last week, it was the opposite. Bailey just smirking at Sasha and cheering her on when she's about to face Nikki Cross and while her match is going on with Nikki Cross. As well, so I'm all in on it, and everything is viable because even when she was faced, she was getting basically booed for the most part, and everything she said has been valid, and it, it, it's come off great, and it, and she looks real natural because even before we would say everything she says doesn't come off natural, but this has been perfect before. So, prep, do you agree with that that she's coming across as more natural doing this than she was as the Bailey we all knew from NXT? Oh, yeah, Sasha is a great coach. (laughs) I think it's good that they both, like, one, that Sasha kind of gets to be devious again because I feel like she's much better at that as opposed to being the emotional, you know, 12-year-old me, Sasha Banks. I like this version much better. And it's interesting. Like, I I honestly didn't believe Bailey could, like, pull off being anything other than that character. And maybe I underestimated her, but I'm happy to hear that she is succeeding with it the way that she is. Yeah, now I don't feel weird looking at her butt. (laughs) I love looking at her butt. Yeah, something tells me, Eck, that you never felt bad about it. Not once in my life. (laughs) I mean, when I watched the match and she was coming out and Valentina was watching the match with me, I felt a little weird, but whatever. Right. (laughs) No shame in his game. (laughs) When in Rome, do as the lookers do. So what what is worth my time or attention on the WWE main roster? I'll take this last. I need to think. I mean, based on everyone's expressions, I feel like nobody really knows what to tell me. Well, well, granted. Now, this week, since it was taped, taped in the U.K., they integrated NXT UK, so we did get Walter the Imperium on SmackDown and on Raw. So that was so that was interesting. But that but basically NXT versus Raw and SmackDown took a week off, but integrated the UK. So this this week, nothing really. Well, you guys yeah, know I'm a fan of NXT Walter. NXT UK definitely left their biggest star at home when Tony Storm didn't come out. <laughs> so. So, uh, as much as I just said, you know, 
by force of habit, I'm used to feeling like, you know, Monday is the most important night of wrestling. If, if you're going to be main roster, like what should excite you about raw or SmackDown? I feel like SmackDown's been putting on the better show. So if you're, if you're trying to put your, put one foot forward and try to watch a little bit of main roster, I would tell you to watch a Friday night episode. So you're preferring Fridays to Mondays. Yeah, I mean the, the the better tag division, um, the better tag division. You know, stuff's moving along. Um, I, I feel like we've seen the better NXT spots, so that's definitely part of the reason. On SmackDown, you mean they've done better NXT stuff yeah. than on Raw. And, and most importantly, no Bob. Oh God, is that as Good was Lord. that as bad as I? Imagine it to have been. I'll take this first. You know, I, I swore to myself I wasn't going to watch it, but I, I found my. I got curious, and we all like. You know, so you're that, one of those millions and millions and millions and millions of viewers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Th- that was going to be my point. So you know how De- Stephanie had that famous video of saying we listen to our viewers or whatever. Yes. Now she's not lying. They listen in various ways. Since this. Crap has started every week. Those Bob, Lana, and Rusev videos are the lead in videos of their, that they post every week. And it's Why? not even close. Why? And it's not even close. Because people don't want, people don't know how to mind their business. I mean, everyone <laughs> thinks it's a shoot, so they're, they're waiting to see someone die or quit yeah. or on TV. I'll tell you what, the first couple of weeks, I was waiting for like Lana or Rusev to say, We've been trying to get out of contract. Look, this is what they did to us. Like it, like, like it's not even close. And like I think today's number was at two point three million. I remember the first week it was like at three point eight. It was, it was ridiculous. And they keep going with it. And I don't know what it is about Vince. Paul Heyman has something to do with this too. I don't, I don't know what the whole big thing is about marriage and infidelity and pregnancy that they that they enjoy, but it never oh. works. It, it never has worked. Unless they're kicking a baby across the yard. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why two point. That's like closing sarcasm, in on sarcasm. That's like closing in on our truth twenty four seven championship YouTube video territory. Yes, but a lot of that stuff has stopped. But those Lana videos for the last what is it seven weeks? They've been the number one, and it's not even close. So it's not gonna. They're not gonna be done with it anytime soon. Basically, no. is what you're telling me. No. Uh, Bob Lashley is going to b- bury Rusev, and then him and Lana are coming for Heyman and Brock. Spoiler alert. He's getting his wish. Uh, yeah, that sounds god-awful. Who who here is up for, for Bob versus Brock? The Crickets. <sighs> yeah, nobody. I'll tell you what. I, at this point, I'd rather see it than Bob versus Rusev. I don't need to see Bob do anything. <laughs> but you're right. Bob versus Rusev is better than, than Bob versus Brock and probably just about anybody. No, no, no. I said vice versa. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't I can't get behind anything Brock is involved in at this point unless it would be like Daniel Cormier kicking his ass. So, or, so the or rumor even John is, Jones kicking his ass. So if – Vince is real high on Bob, and if Bob can take the strap off Brock, and we're going to see Bob every week with the strap, I'd rather see it every week. You know, that's stage old saying, right? I guess. I, I that, just, that, that's been the podcast line that we've been toting all these years. So <laughs> I don't true. care who it is. They're taking the, the strap off Brock to pull up on a weekly basis. I got time. <laughs> and prep, have they gotten you – like into the idea of Survivor Series this year, like more so than previous years. Yeah, I mean, this is the last thing I say. I got to go to bed. But I am excited for the whole NXT thing. I'm going to put, like, the whole negative thought aside, like it's not going to (laughs) matter. But I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. I want to see Adam Cole. It's I very fun. See, so far. I want to see the three-way with the three like mid-card titles. I think that Nakamura is actually going to be motivated <laughs> there, and that match is actually going to be really fun. Well, I'm happy that they have gotten you excited for it. 
as, as I, I honestly I, assume, top, top to bottom, be. very excited. Uh, and I assume well. all three of you would be, and I, I assume uh, Mr. Sexy CK and Joe Rodermill is too. Alo, I already know that you're you're excited for it and you're into it based on our, our conversation last week. Um, did anyone uh, one have one last thing on that oh, Survivor yeah, on that Survivor Series note? Um, you know, I just made the the comment a little while ago about the um, day after Saudi Arabia SmackDown being the best one since '01. Now, I remember being real excited about 2016 Survivor Series. I remember that being an excellent show. There was about a 90-second match, maybe less, that somebody on this show uh, hated. Hmm. Aside from that, I, I mean, I haven't been this – like Survivor Series, I can't remember. Like I was excited for Elimination Chamber, the original. No Survivor Series ever. And then 2016, and now this. So I, I'm very excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. I can't imagine it doesn't deliver. And on a random note, I know a lot of uh, the internet wrestling community is mad we're not getting the, the three world champions versus each other. I'm so happy that's the, that we aren't getting that um, because we've gotten Brock Lesnar in singles matches the past two years. Um, he's, he's won. I'm not saying he's not going to win, but the title didn't matter. So the fact that we're getting a world championship match this, this year is something different, is something fresh. Is something I have time for. Yeah, unfortunately, I have like I couldn't have any less interest, and maybe oh 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 two weeks ago too. Another thing Prep was talking about. Um, I got time every week. Ray Mysterio wants to come out and hit him with a steel chair, a pipe, a bat. Got time for it? <laughs> yeah. So you're into the the Ray storyline. I, it's just it's different, and there is a history to it that, like, the super fan or somebody with the Aaron brain that can remember, like, them <laughs> having history in 03 or whatever year. I, again, I'm here for it. Uh, I'm already more taint, entertained by it than I was the back half of Brock versus Roman. I'm already more entertained than I was the back half of Brock versus Rollins. Can Seth Rollins rehabilitate? His popularity? No, I don't know if as a babyface. I actually have a. I actually think he may join NXT. Really? Or, or turn or turn on Raw and sign with Triple H because last week or the whatever week it was, Triple H basically tried to say like join me or whatever. And Seth, if anybody needs a fresh start, it's Seth because we always talk about how wrestling fans turn on wrestlers pretty quickly and we're guilty of it right now because if you go back and listen to the old shows from at least a year ago before he became universal champion world champion for seth 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 now including us and the internet we're just like okay seth stop it even like his tirades <laughs> of him saying oh i'm the best in the world and all this other stuff it's it's like okay seth it's, that's enough. And then you, you hear about the stuff he says backstage, trying to quote, quote be a leader and all that other stuff. And the, the back and forth on Twitter, it's just it's just too much. Agreed. He like I kind of just roll my eyes when I think about him now. It's like, all right, dude, we get it. You you love uh, being the company guy. Uh, and maybe if I didn't hate the company so much, it wouldn't make me roll my eyes the way it does. But I'm I'm not into it at all. Is there anything else in WWE, AEW, NXT, wherever that you feel we need to to discuss or needs to be mentioned before we move on to listener questions? Um, not on my end. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I had I had something, but I can't can't recall it. Went to the next one. You lost it. Lost it. <laughs> All right. So you want to do some listener questions? Yep. So Donovan asks, do you think we'll see AJ Lee make a return? Well, if you had asked me this, God, even like two weeks ago, I would have said no. But the fact that CM Punk came back in any capacity, which I honestly, I mean, I think we probably unanimously all agreed he was the one guy who would never go back. 
if there was anyone who was ever going to just say no forever, I believe we probably all thought it would be him. And he came back. Uh, so now that he's there, look, I wouldn't be shocked. I think she probably sees uh, like the new level of popularity that the women have in WWE. And the dream matches. Yeah, like there's a lot she could do. Now maybe she doesn't want to wrestle anymore, but like I could see her not liking the way she went out and wanting to maybe put a bow on her WWE career in a better way. What do you think, Eck? I, I could definitely see her coming back. I, I would love it. I the fan I think fans would love it. Uh women's wrestling fans would love it. She was like I when NXT first started popping off and one this show first started talking, we were all real big on like the um, discussing the women's revolution. And I was always kind of the quietest, but I always had a soft spot for AJ Lee. I always thought, you know, she did great work, whether it was her mic work, her in-ring work. Um, she was very enjoyable to watch. And, you know, Aaron talks about those years you and I didn't watch and w- the women that did go out there and matter or do something. You know, she she got to have those memorable moments with those girls or the, the later uh, pack of those girls. Um, she got to have good wrestling matches with the girls that weren't known as good wrestlers. Like, imagine her and Charlotte. Imagine her and Sasha, her and Bailey. We could go on and on and on and on and on about people we would like to imagine her with. Um, I, I, I sent in a... I sent to Aaron in prep earlier. There's the mock-up of uh, WrestleMania mixed tag match. Sasha, or I'm sorry, uh, Rollins and Lynch versus Punk and Lee. And I mean, it's huge fantasy booking, but why not? Why not? Definitely I mean, something people fans. get excited about for sure. Oh, yeah. I, get it. I don't get excited about much when it comes to WWE at this point, and I'd be excited for that. So uh, I guess before we go into any further listener, listener questions, uh, a quick question I got for mm-hmm. you because I wasn't on the episode two weeks ago when you were discussing how like uh, WWE not doing nothing to excite you this and that. Just yeah. to pick your brain because I wasn't here. What realistically could they do? Do you think that would interest you? Because you don't watch live anything. So like, what what's gonna like pop on like a dirt sheet, social media? Twitter, um, a podcast soundbite somewhere. Do you think it's going to trigger you? And be like, wow, I, I need to, I need to go watch this now. And th- and then if that lives up to said what you've seen on whatever outlet would make you watch the following week. I honestly don't know if there's anything WWE could do to get me excited ever again. And it's funny because I actually, I'm glad you asked me this because I, I may not answer this question exactly the way. Uh, I should, but I actually was having this thought when I saw Samoa Joe talking the other night. I think Renee Young might have tweeted about him saying like how great he is, how great he is in the ring as a worker, how great he is on the mic, how eloquent he is. And to me, Samoa Joe crystallizes why I don't think I could ever get into WWE again because they've so many times, even just during the time we've been doing this podcast – have built something that we get really excited about and get really into and we're like, yes, like this is what I want to see. And then they shit on it. And you get either get they either put it down your throat to, to where you get tired of it, or they destroy all the momentum of it. And I think I, I feel like and this is kind of a dated reference, but like Lucy trying to get Charlie Brown to kick the football and she always pulls the football away right before he kicks it. That's it's what it's WWE the best time does of to year us. you could ever make that. Yes, reference. Thanksgiving, like between Halloween Who's and Lucy? Thanksgiving, you're <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, I, I just feel like I cannot trust that they will pay off anything they get me excited about. So there's nothing. I'm they sorry. Can do. I'm sorry, but Bestie just did a suicide dive, and that was good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing you can do. Or there's nothing they can do. Nothing. No, AEW. Could, honestly, if I probably like made it a point every week to just watch it, they probably would start to get me excited. All right, so, all right well, I, I guess to take the fork in the road with that direction. So you um, – we started this episode talking about Jericho and uh, Aaron gave 
big praise to him and MJF's promo from last night. Yes. Did you watch that? I saw a little bit. I think I saw. So like you did a, not see the whole thing. No, I saw a two-minute clip from Jericho and a two-minute clip from MJF. And I would like to think if you watched that, if you watched that show. All right. So since week one, have you watched any episode live, or have you watched any episode live at all? I watched the first three weeks. I think maybe even the first four weeks I watched live, and then. I started a new job on the 28th, I think, of October. Mm-hmm. And since then, I just can't get, like, I can't, can't get, get like, your schedule in line. Right. Like, I just, everything feels, like, haphazard and all over the place. And I, mm-hmm. like, that's why even last week, I'm like, I didn't watch anything. Yeah. This week, so I didn't I, watch anything. So I, I haven't, ex- like, tuned out of AEW. I just haven't been able yeah, to, like, it's just you- set my mind on it yet. haven't been able to practice so so that I think he made that are you there sir yeah Uh, I'm back I don't know what happened yeah (laughs) start over Uh, you you got (laughs) it so I'm gonna pound about 15 I'm gonna pack about 15 pounds of craft in a three pound bag okay so as you remember, like, yes, you've been a Jericho fan for a long time, but we can all agree summer 2016, maybe spring, fall, that's what really was catapulting him and what everyone was realizing, his modern reign, as especially in WWE, getting over a list, getting over it, uh, everyone's favorite, the Ambrose Asylum, that was just for a pop. But um, Jericho, all that stuff he was doing that was gold, he paid homage, and I'm, ho- I'm hoping you at least saw this part, he paid homage to a, a promo him and Kevin Owens did. I remember that promo. Aside from mentioning that, I enjoyed the show, top to bottom. The difference between November of 2019 and watching him do it with MJF, I enjoyed the two-hour show. 2016, he did that with Kevin Owens. I watched a three-hour show just to enjoy that segment. Right. So I guess to paraphrase, if you can – you were able to – and I know you're, you're trying to – you're pretty far removed from trying to enjoy – from being able to enjoy anything. But three years ago, you were able to stomach a three-hour raw – and the best enjoyment was this Jericho segment. Well, if you can stomach two hours at a, excuse me, two hours at AEW, and I promise you won't be disappointed because it won't be forcing yourself to stomach something terrible. But then at the same time, you're also going to get this fire promo that's going to pay homage to something from three years ago that you remember and hold, you know, finally to towards your wrestling fan heart. Yeah. So again, I'm glad that that you kind of brought this up because. This kind of goes back to something Prep said earlier in the show, that he doesn't feel like he's watching something different in AEW. I think that was something, maybe like the the little bit of a break I took was something I needed. Because in my mind, even though I should have known better, I wanted to view AEW as this is something new and different. And really what I needed to look at it as, this is a similar thing to what we've seen but it's just people who actually like care about what goes on TV every week. They care about the logic of the storylines. They care about things making sense. They care about the winners and losers of the matches. So to me, it's like it may not be different. It may not be a new way to present wrestling, but it is wrestling presented better. And I think that's kind of what I maybe needed to wrap my mind around as opposed to always judging it as like, well, no, they're not doing anything like bigger and better but what they are doing is caring about what they're doing a lot more and caring about giving us something we could enjoy more so than wwe um and actually what was the original oh aj lee alo did you answer that or no no so what was your feeling on aj lee uh if anything, I think she will show up on that show, on the on the backstage show. I don't think you'll see them 
make an angry return. It's and like and you already know WWE, even though Punk's a Fox employee, which everybody doesn't understand at this point. But I think you'll see What's on the Fox? show. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I think if anything, you will see you will see AJ interact with some of the women possibly on the on the backstage show and give her thoughts on what's going on in women's division. Even though you already know WWE, they're going to throw a bunch of money. They will they will offer and throw a bunch of money at them for uh, when WrestleMania season comes and for CM Punk when they go to Saudi Arabia because they give out the ridiculous amounts of money. Um, and do we have another one? Yep. You got another one from an anonymous source. Okay. Well, Ron watched Survivor Series. Signed, Prep's brother. <laughs> uh, Wait, as, can I interject? Sure. For the listeners at home, he has been invited to a, uh, a viewing party, too. So. so, yes, the only way I would watch it is if I end up watching it at X Place. So it pretty much will come down to: Am I available to do that? If I'm, if I don't do that, like I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. Baylor, basically, what he said is: Does he feel like hanging out with us next Sunday? That's the only thing that I would do is be. I would not be paying any attention. I would not care about what's going on. The only way my eyes will be laid on SmackDown is if I'm watching it with you guys. Survivor Series, not SmackDown. We that's, still forgive you. That's how much I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I, as far as WWE is concerned, I truly and I I think I even said this last week. Like I'm I'm more open to something catching my attention than I've been in a while. Like I wouldn't mind something getting me excited. I I just don't know if if I could ever get excited about that company again or care about anything they do. I really don't. And I hate to say that. And you know what? Maybe 2 months from now when my life feels a little bit more settled and I'm not like kind of stressed out, maybe then I could kind of take a step back and be like, you know what? Let me, let me watch SmackDown. Cause I know these guys will pop for me texting during SmackDown. That something happened. While we're on that topic, before we cut it off, I got to ask, I need your guys' opinion. Yeah. It should be a no brainer. At least I hope it's a no brainer. Uh-huh. But since you're mature enough to say that your mind, your brain could be thinking differently two months from now what's everyone's thought on this ridiculous wrestling community that we love so much that that's a joke but (laughs) everyone that is crapping on cm punk on social media calling him a sellout because he's working for fox i mean i one i think they need to grow up two have their hymen checked (laughs) well two you assholes have been chanting CM Punk for the last five years. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Two months shy of six years. Yeah, like, you still chant the guy's name. You know what, though? Maybe this is the best thing that could have ever happened because maybe they won't be chanting CM Punk anymore. Nah, they'll still be chanting that and what. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, Alo, your thoughts on people that are shitting on Punk? Fox signs his paychecks, not WWE. Yeah, and, like Ron, and, like, and like Ron said, Yavin Chan, CM Punk, for five years for, for, for five years now. What do you want? They want to be mad. Yeah. Uh, so, so you want to be mad at, mad for a guy who works for Fox already? Doesn't he already work for Fox, basically, for the UFC and stuff? So you want to get mad at him for getting a job, work doing a show about wrestling? That's well, not that, even WWE. Unless, unless they're like, I want to say 14 to be sound funny, but I don't know, maybe 17, maybe 18. Like, what age does people not realize six years from now you're going to think differently than you thought six years ago? Like, like he made, first off, he made the industry, not WWE, the whole industry, he made it bigger he made he gave it more fans because of him solely within the last eight years on his own on his own back, um, and if not a longer time period, he, um, he's forever going to be revered as 
you know, a controversial wrestler, one of the best, one of the greats. And if he wants to come back, so what? I just, I'll never understand it. It never makes sense. People, Uh, people, you know, think differently about their job on Monday than they do on Friday. Somebody wants to feel one way or make one statement in the media in 2014, 2015, and they want to come back to something that they're amazing at years later and they want to crap on it. Comical. Comical, comical. Yeah, he's not the first person to do that, and he won't be the last. And, like, hasn't that, that been, like, maybe the number one question that these guys want to ask is, like, do you, do you think CM Punk will ever come back? Or asking him, you know, do you think you'll ever go back? And then he comes back and you're pissed. Like, and, and like, my one favorite thing, like, I, somebody made a meme out of, like, him. It was, like, one of Chris Van Vliet's, like, early interviews. And it's, like, him or, like, the red carpet somewhere. And it's, like, oh, will we ever see you, like, in a WWE ring again? He's, like, never, never, ever, ever, ever. But somebody, like, misquotes and is, like, will we ever see you in the wrestling industry again? But that's not what was asked. They asked him if he'll have a wrestling match, and he's, like, working for a show that's supposed to help WWE. It's, it's just it's just comical. And, again, at the same damn time, this guy doesn't need to take bumps, and you can only assume Fox is going to be paying him buku bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, I mean, my line of work, I sell cars. I work on Saturdays. I pretty much guarantee I'm, you know, 52 Saturdays in a year. I work 48 Saturdays a year. But if I got fed up with that and I said, you know what, I don't want to sell cars no more. But if they tell me, you know what, we'll pay you X amount of dollars. You get all the Saturdays off, just work 12 Saturdays a year. You're going to guarantee me all this money? I said I was never going to sell a car again, but wow, now I'll do it. I'm going to get all this money. Like it's money. It's like what the world is driven on. It's just mind boggles. Yeah, it's stupid. And like I said, they're never happy unless they have something to complain about. So they could claim they want something for five years, and then as soon as they get it, they're mad about it. And then they'll just be mad about it. And then there will be the next thing that they get mad about. So, yeah, it's a toxic group of people. Final segue, just mm-hmm. because, I don't know, when was the last time you could say you heard a smile or an air? Uh, I don't know if I could say I've heard a smile on air in the last few years. Well, watch this. Aaron, how do you like your new Hogan? It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Damn. 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 Ear ringing. Um, any final thoughts? Nope. Hmm. All Survivor good. Series is going to be lit, and I'm looking forward to War Games, too. <laughs> uh, there, it, it, actually, we've been saying this all year about WWE. Their weekly shows are trash, but the they usually deliver, and I think that's going to be a, a two, two-day two weekend that they deliver. The only thing I'm nervous, the only thing I'm nervous about is somebody getting hurt on War Games, and then they might have to change a Survivor Series match or two. On the fly. The first thing I thought of when you brought it up was uh, Sasha getting hurt in NXT TakeOver Brooklyn the first year and then not really getting to compete in that first, like, women's revolution, whatever the it was, like the 16-woman the tag match or whatever the hell it was. So, yes, that would be a concern that somebody gets injured. And also... The fact uh, that you remember the sixteen woman tag match is amazing. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't remember how many women it was. I just remember it was no, way I, too many. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a triple threat six man tag. That's right. Uh, and I want to tip my cap to Mia Yim for breaking her face in that off that ladder uh, on Wednesday night on NXT. She's someone we haven't met. I've talked a lot about Bianca Belair uh, on this show. I feel like Mia is that Yim, a shoot? She really broke her face. Yeah, she she yeah. broke her nose. Oh, that! Oh, I saw somebody broke their nose, or but I think I was scrolling. I didn't realize that was from that match. Mia Yim broke her nose. Oh, dang! Wow. Yeah, so I give her credit for doing something that a lot of a lot of people probably would be afraid to do. And once again, as I always say, it's the reason why I will never boo any of these people, except the the handful who are shitty and deserve it, because they put their bodies, their health on the line, their lives on the line. To entertain us, and I think like she's a perfect example of someone who was willing to go through that to uh, to make us jump out of our seats in the arena and at home. So that's my final thought. 
I know you guys kind of said you had nothing left to say. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the the Friday night of SmackDown. I hope everyone enjoys next week's editions of Raw, AEW, and NXT. Uh, for Act uh, Two Fly, Eric Trembicki. For uh, the recently uh, departed Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepagina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Eck? No, I was just going to rhyme out the ladies call him Balo. <laughs> I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.